Hi, and welcome to Music Ally Focus with me, Joe Sparrow, Music Ally writer, and joined as ever by Stuart Dredge, Music Ally's editor. Hi, Stu. Hello, good afternoon, or good morning, or whenever it is people are listening to this. Yeah, very, very inclusive of you. Uh, thanks, mm. Stu. Uh, now, Music Ally provides an analysis rich guide to the biz, and that's what Music Ally Focus does. Uh, we'll be analyzing one of the most meaningful music business stories of recent times. It'll be brief. This should take about the same time it took for Elon Musk's terrible appearance on Saturday Night Live to cleave 30% off the value of X novelty cryptocurrency Dogecoin. And Stu, I hate myself for saying all of that sentence. <laughs> he's trying to do it nice. Isn't he? Are you tweeting, should Tesla accept Dogecoin? He's trying to pump it up again now. It's all all right. He is the troll master supreme, isn't he? And uh, I, 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 if there's one reason to... Um, loathe crypto it's uh, all the people who are pumping it like crazy on twitter isn't it <laughs> anyway what's happening talking with high valuations what's happening Stu, uh, with roblox the sort of game making game uh, have re revealed some financials and user numbers and things of note and how does that connect with the music biz yeah so roblox which i think we're we're tradition as journalists are required to describe certain companies with certain phrases i think they're the youtube of games is how we have to describe them right, right. which is kind of good because it gets across the fact that it's not one game it's a whole platform full of games that its users have uploaded so that's kind of the but yeah so there it's a public company so as as it started working music industry it also went public which means we get this quarterly stats burst of how it's growing um so yeah, so I think it, it, in the first quarter this year, it generated $387 million of revenues. Um, uh, and actually a, a lot more of um, bookings, which is this phrase in the games industry used to describe when people yeah. buy virtual currency, it's counted as revenue when they spend it. So if they keep it for months, and, which is it's strange to me because my kids can't keep virtual currency in a game without spending it two seconds later. Um, but yeah, but right. if we talk about revenues, it's kind of nearly $400 million a quarter of revenues. It's recording a loss, though, about 135 million operating loss. Yes. Uh, and it has 42.1 million daily active users, uh, which is it uses that metric um, as the kind of the main figure. It doesn't about monthlies to what dailies more. So, yes, yeah, so it's got about. And that has rocketed, that's rocketed up as well, hasn't it? That daily active users number. And that's that is quite, and you know, we, we're quite used to in the tech world and the music tech world talking about monthly active users mm. uh, which always feels a bit of a, a wishy-washy metric to me because you know if you if you open an app by mistake once a month uh, you, you're, you're a monthly active user isn't it but i mean daily active users is is is, is that's commitment 40 nearly 45 million huge increase there and and that's a lot of money as well yeah and the one thing i took to it was like they, they say how many hours of engagement there are so those users spent, so actually we did this, for, they also released figures for April, which is kind of strange. You didn't want to do that in financials. Um, but I think they did it because Q1 this year is a pandemic quarter. Q1 last year is a non-pandemic quarter. So mm -hmm. a lot of the growth looked enormous because people have been flocking to Roblox. During the pandemic. So I think they wanted to kind of provide a comparison year on year between two pandemic quarters. But anyway, in April, I think it was... Um, 43.3 million daily active users who spent 3.2 billion hours on Roblox, which I did this one of these sums that I get nervous about in case I've missed it, factor of 10. But I think yeah. it means the average Roblox user plays for 74 hours a month, which is hmm. kind of, I mean, it's that's what, two and a bit hours a day on average? That sounds, I mean, that, that sounds, I mean, it's a lot, isn't it? But it sounds plausible. I yeah. mean, you know, two hours a day of if you're really into Roblox, and clearly a lot of people are, that sounds feasible, doesn't it? And it's, and you know, 
you could be playing that whilst listening to music and chatting to friends and doing all sorts yeah. of things. Yeah, it's also like it's... children is the key thing, and you know the the, the biggest yeah. the biggest user base of Roblox is children. It's been one of those one of those brands, uh, and even just from looking at the kind of I get these little notifications about how much my kids have spent on Fortnite and screen time, and they're awful and make me feel shamed. <laughs> like kids do spend enormous amounts of time on things they like. So yes, although Roblox, one of the things they were saying is that actually their their over thirteen year old users is growing much faster than their users overall, which is kind of part of the message saying we're not just the kids, actually we're starting to attract people who are older or people who were on Roblox when they were kids are growing up and carrying on playing it. So so it's kind of all, this is all like, this is a growing space. There's lots of games on it. Some of the big games are really, really popular. And I guess it comes into our field because they're working increasingly with music companies and artists. Warner is an investor in Roblox already, mm. right? Yeah. Let's think about this from the music business perspective. There's there's a company where uh, there's a lot of user generated content which is what the music business loves in terms of uh, marketing at least um there is a, a very highly engaged large group of young users who are willing to book uh, uh essentially sort of virtual currencies and um you know the games are something you play whilst doing other things and people demand sort of music and things in games so there's it feels like there's a lot of ways that it makes sense to connect with the music industry, but what are people saying is are the reasons for the music business being interested? Yeah, well, it's part of this wider excitement around the metaverse, which obviously we had an event recently, mm. I did talk on it, which is these virtual worlds with tens of millions of users, uh, which, which are ripe for music performances or just spaces, virtual spaces based around an artist's music. Uh, and Roblox is actually coming out, I've been coming out actually, it did interview us last year saying we are open for business with music industry. We, we want labels and artists to be coming and creating, not necessarily games, but could be games or creating spaces, holding album launch parties, having performances. Mm. They've done stuff with Lil Nas X. We've done stuff with um, a few Warner artists. And they're very much positioning themselves as well. You may think of us as a children's games platform, but we think we can be this virtual world, people spending time and part of what they want to do spending time is with music and musicians. Um, it really opens up a lot of interesting um, opportunities, doesn't it? If you, if you were, um, you know, a, an artist or an artist manager or a major label or indie label, um, it, it would be great to think that you had a toolkit available to create unique experiences for your fans that do something cool that, keep your fans happy and keep them engaged around the music or the artist and and I, I guess the thing with Roblox is is that the uh, on the plus side the opportunities there are endless you can pretty mm. much do anything in the space and the, on the downside it's the same thing isn't it because you can do anything so where do you start and how do you get your fans to be interested so if you're finding this useful and you crave more of Stu's in-depth news and analysis um, you can head on over to musically.com slash subscribe where Indie labels, artist managers, or publishers may be eligible for sponsored complimentary subscriptions. Does there seem to be sort of crossover between certain types of artists and Roblox? Well, that's what people are trying to find out, I think. We're trying to find out what, how these things work, how successful are they? Do people like them? I mean, a couple of the Roblox music events have had quite negative feedback online. And because of what Roblox is, mm. Roblox is one of the factors in its growth has been this community of YouTubers around it who are posting videos about the games they love. And so you can, when something happens in Roblox, a big music event, go to YouTube and you'll see all these Roblox YouTubers saying that was terrible, the worst ever, or that was brilliant. And it tends to be one of those two things because nothing is just all right in, in, the, yeah. in the metaverse. Um, we live in a binary world now. so I think so, yeah. It's, somewhere it's between good and bad. Great or shit. Um, but I think um, 
so it's it's a time of experimentation and frankly we don't know we don't know how significant roblox is going to be we don't know how much money there is in it like you can certainly put on the music event in roblox and attract lots of fans i think you now in sex attracted you know tens of millions i think maybe even more than the biggest Fortnite gigs but we're super early in how do you make money from this do you sell a bunch of merchandise it's kind of complicated by the fact that there are so many children there which presents a challenge in you can't be aggressively trying to get people to spend money um like the, the legally and also morally and ethically, you know it, it's you have to walk this line of well if we're doing some roblox we can't really aggressively try to monetize it but the point of doing it is well you want to get your artists out there or you know you want to make money somehow so it's it's an interesting challenge i think to do something appropriate to the platform that it's that its players will love that's that that works for all sides and we're, we're super early i think in figuring out what that is and that's why i think warner music has got has gone in so deeply with roblox and have invested in them i think they want to understand that and i think the way to understand it is by doing stuff and by working as close as you can with it because we don't we just don't know yet how significant it will be yeah we we, we published i think last week um a uh, startup files piece where I, um, we spoke to uh, Gordon Midwood, I think was who's the mm. founder of Anything World, which is a really fascinating uh, 3D interactive space kind of tool where you can, and their sort of unique and fascinating thing is that you can sort of say, hey, I would like to see an elephant on an island surrounded by Vikings shooting birds out of the sky and it will translate that into 3d items and create a 3d space like that and one interesting thing he said was that actually the way to think about this is not to sort of think about these tools in terms of there is a you know you have to now go and create a game or a a virtual meeting space but you could use them as tools to create really cool interactive videos or mm. um uh, an endless or, or, or a, a a video experience that is um, triggered by whatever time you're viewing it wherever you are in the world and changes this virtual environment. So actually, it, it, there are it's, sometimes it's difficult to sort of understand how you could get to grips with it, but when you start to think about it as a tool in a, in a traditional sense of perhaps the things you do as an artist, it gets a bit easier, doesn't it? Now, one, I hate to bring up licensing, but it's almost impossible to do that guy. platform without that. Yes, uh, I'm, the, I'm the licensing guy. Uh, that uh, everyone wants to hang around with at parties. <laughs> um, what uh, What is the situation with licensing and, and Roblox? Well, it's like a lot of these virtual spaces, even even social networks, and that it's 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 a grey area because it's a new thing. Mm. Um, if you do a performance in Roblox, there is performance licensing. If you're playing recorded music, that's another element. It's it all depends on the nature of the event, what music is being used, and how. Uh, at the moment, I mean, I think when we interviewed the head of music there, he was kind of like, well, what we want is for labels and artists to bring the rights with them. So for them to be able to say, yes, we have the right to use this music, uh, which like anything really, it's essentially like on Twitch, if you go and perform on Twitch, but are you performing yes. covers? That's a layer of complexity and licensing and so on. So yeah, so, so far there hasn't really been any controversies around Roblox. There hasn't really been anyone sort of shaking their, their kind of stick at it and saying you're a bad actor in terms of licensing. It's a much more mm. story of partnerships so far. Although when it did its IPO, there was a little bit in there saying some music licensors have said we need licensing deals and we're working those issues out. So I think there has been a little bit back and forth in the background. But yeah, it's at the moment, it's very much like here's a platform. It's good for promotion and marketing. Come and do stuff and we'll figure out together how you make money from it. 
And certainly the labels who've used it so far seem to be happy with that idea. Uh, mm. And I haven't, the publishers haven't been targeting it in the same way that they were targeting Twitter and Twitch at the moment, for example, but never say never. Like, you know, if, if, there's, if a lot of music starts yeah. happening on robots. I mean, the other thing is they're doing, a, they did a deal with Monster Cat which is one of those labels that's really inventive in terms of how it works with games. They've been doing lots of... And so there is, there is some kind of... with Twitch, of course, didn't they, quite famously? They've yeah. licensed a lot of the catalogue for, for Twitch. Yeah. And that's it. They've done a deal where they've licensed a certain amount of the Monster Cat catalogue so that Roblox users can use that music in the games they create. And it's it's pretty licensed. And, I, and my, my, my instinct is that's not really a royalties deal. That's more a, we'll get our music out there. Because Monster Cat has done that with Rocket League and the past, all kinds of things. So there are they're doing some interesting licensing deal around that as well, and saying, well, and I think I not to give my metaverse presentation again from that event, but one of the things I said was actually you could you as an, a label can build a Roblox game or Roblox experience for your artists and get fans to come. But what's just as interesting is how can you make your visual assets, how can you make your music available for fans to create yes. their own things. And then that that becomes like a hundred fun experiences using your music and maybe one of them will take off or more. So I think there's more that, to it. Yes, that, that's the, the interesting part, isn't it? And how it is a little bit of a different situation. Whereas you can imagine, you know, we talk about user-generated content um, a lot and, and music being used there. But when it's someone gaming on Twitch and there's a song in the background, that's one thing. But mm. when you're talking about Roblox, where the whole raison d'etre is to take a load of assets and be creative and like a giant Lego kit and build something exciting. Mm. If then you start hitting hurdles when, oh, well, you can do that with everything except music, but with music, you can only use this and do it in this way. And if you haven't got this, you kind of, it mm. suddenly starts to break the, it pops you out of the experience. And, and frankly, from a music business perspective, that doesn't work, does it? It doesn't make mm. sense for it to be like that. So it feels like they're going to, they're going to have to strike some sort of creative deals. And it could even be instructive as to how deals are, are struck with other platforms, because it, it, it's clear that we're in a in a world now where you know TikTok is want to take a TikTok and then duet and puts add something on mm. it and add something else on it. And you see these TikToks that just go on ad infinitum. <laughs> um, uh, and they're the best ones, you know, and they're the creative fun ones. Well, if you can't do, use music in that, it's sort of uh, shoot, someone's shooting themselves in the foot, aren't they? Yeah, well, let's call it. And I feel like uh, this is the thing. I, I think licensing can be seen as a stick. And often often there is, the, the discussions are people shouting at Twitch, shouting to it. But I think licensing is... It should be, and it is the the kind of the the step to do cool stuff. When you have a licensing deal that enables you to do cool stuff, you do more cool stuff. So when we saw when Facebook got its licensing deals, it started adding more music features. We've seen Snapchat add some cool music creative features because it's got licensing deals to make that happen. And so I think with Roblox, I think as its relationships continue to deepen with the industry, I think we may see some cool stuff about how can you build your games with music and who who's can you use and how does it work. And that could be really cool, not just for Roblox and for the people making games on it, but it could be really cool for the labels and artists. So I think there's, it's that musically optimism again of like, I think I think it's going to be a story of partnership and opportunity and creativity. Uh, and I'm and this, this is super early days. It's kind of like there's a gig in Roblox or there's an album launch party, but I feel there's a lot more to come in the coming year or two. And it's, it's really interesting to watch. Mm, great. Yeah, thanks, Stu. So if you found that useful, please share this podcast with someone who you also think will find it useful. Uh, we have a free weekly email, The Knowledge, which rounds up a bit of this and that of everything that's happening at Music Ally. So sign up and impress your boss. Links are in the description as always. And that's it from me and Stu. See you next time.